Catherine Yeo is a creator, entrepreneur, and investor studying computer science and English at Harvard. By the age of 15, she had accumulated hundreds of thousands of followers of her online content and turned it into her first business. Today, I'm chatting with her all about her journey writing and publishing a number one best-selling book on Amazon. It's called The Creator Revolution, How Today's Creative Talents Are Shaping Our Tomorrow. We have so much to learn from Catherine, and I'm so excited to share our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Really excited to have you here today. Um, To start, do you want to just start off by sharing a little bit about your story and who you are? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm Catherine. And a bit about my story, I guess it's really tied in the world of storytelling. Growing up, I always loved to tell stories. I wrote a lot of Harry Potter and Star Wars fan fiction when I was younger. Like, I have a lot of Funko Pops. You can see how big of a nerd I am. Um, Joined a lot of writing communities, stayed an active writer since. Um, and, And in that journey was actually how I started my own business, which was as a creator. I started... Um, growing my audience to hundreds of thousands through my fiction writing and art and then started monetizing that as a craft and I'll get into that a bit more later Um, but in parallel it was actually my love of writing that also got me into the tech world where I, I, I was in middle or high school and really loved my English class but one of the tedious things was we had this weekly vocabulary quiz where we had to memorize like maybe like 30 new words a week and I know my classmates hated that and I remember asking and realizing that they one of them said I'd much rather use the time to memorize these vocabulary words to play video games instead so I thought okay what if we could make learning new words as fun as a video game so I taught myself how to code Um, I remember prototyping this game with my friend and then I spent the next couple years like scaling and building out a full-fledged mobile app where you like spell letters on balloons and pop them to learn new words. It was like a, a fun little game and that was my first time really coding and I realized I could use code to create solutions that could actually solve genuine problems and even as small as something for my English class Um, and it was to me a lot like writing, like to me, both writing and building a product are processes of turning an idea into something more tangible. So I try to do both in parallel and are both very central to me, like I've been writing a lot, whether it's fiction or my nonfiction book or building products. I took a year halfway through college to build and grow a consumer social startup. Um, I launched a COVID vaccine information tracker, or like when vaccines were rolling out. So really want to help solve tangible problems or write about relevant issues. And so, yeah, I would say my journey with its stops at like writing a book or investing in startups or starting a company, very much all of this is rooted in this love for storytelling and my excitement in exploring the intersection of technology, creativity, and innovation. So that's a bit about me and I think ties into like the topics of your podcast really well. So I'm very excited to be here. So cool. Um, Such an interesting story and I have so many questions that I can't wait to dive into today. Um, But to start, so I have a copy of your book here. (laughs) 
displaying very well because of my blurred screen and I can see you have one in your yes. back corner as well. Um, super cool accomplishment. It's called the Creator Revolution. Um, for those of you that can see, um, will you just start off by telling us a little bit about the book? Have you always wanted to write a book? And then how did you land on this specific topic? Yeah, yeah. And thanks so much for, for buying and reading my books. I really appreciate it. Uh, so my book's called The Creator Revolution. A very quick overview. Uh, the book examines the historic rise of digital content creators and their impact on transform transforming both our present and our future. Uh, and, and in short, it contains a range of incredible stories from creators across a lot of niches, from like educators to activists, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, cosplayers, writers, all kinds of creators. A really fun read if you're a creator, if you consume a lot of content, if you're an aspiring creator, just any kind. Um, and kind of what led me to write a book is rooted, again, in my own story as a creator. So back in the world of publishing fan fiction and like art and fandoms um, before like more original ones too, I grew my audience to a following of 400,000 at its peak. And it was like to the point where my audience was asking like, hey, if I pay this amount, can you write me this story or make this kind of art? And I thought it was incredible that as a 15 year old, I could be monetizing something I just saw as a pure hobby and I loved spending my free time to do. And I guess I didn't realize I was a creator then, but I recognized the potential of technology empowering these individual artists and, and, and hobbyists and creators to turn their passion into a full-fledged business. So even into my first year of college, I was still shipping out pieces of art from my dorm room and, and working off of that. Um, and when the pandemic hit, obviously there was just an explosion of both creation and consumption of content because, I don't know, everyone was at home, you know, trying like all the baking TikToks or the like watching videos. Um, and and I, I watched this with a lot of fascination and thought that it would be a good time to document this historic moment and trend and and to me something that I saw was only just beginning this creator revolution was only just beginning at the time um and and to and one of your other questions have I always wanted to write a book the answer is yes I've always wanted to write a book but I had never imagined it would be a nonfiction book um, I enjoy and actively engage in many different mediums of writing and and so I guess I thought it'd be a fiction novel would be like my first book, but I'm really glad I pushed myself to write this book and when I did and what it's about. Uh, but I definitely see myself in in future books, like hopefully this is not my last book. For future books, I could see myself returning to fiction or maybe a creative nonfiction and like personal essay collection or a comedic essay collection. Who knows? I'm excited to see. Very exciting. What a cool accomplishment. Um, so when you first started creating, like what can you tell us a little bit more about like which channels you were on and maybe like what type of art were you creating? Yeah, I was uh, using Tumblr and a lot of the existing platforms to publish fan fiction, like, you know, Wattpad, AO3. <laughs> I, I don't even know if kids under 20 these days knows what Tumblr is. <laughs> So every time I, I tell this to people, I, I feel a little older. Um, 
so that's kind of where I got started where a lot of like it was great because in the world of fan fiction you have an automatic audience to begin with in that in in fandom circles um and so I would publish a lot of fan fiction and fan art and especially for the the fandoms I was in and then grew from there into more original writing and art uh that's that's kind of how I got started and so and a lot of kudos to you for publishing so much video and audio content because I don't I don't think I could do that (laughs) it's it's definitely a grind so thank you for appreciating that yeah yeah I I writing a book is a grind too so to me that (laughs) sounds very stressful writing a book so Talking, talking to a camera is pretty terrifying to me like I've tried making TikToks or videos in the past and it's it's not my medium of choice (laughs) I think to your point everyone has a medium of choice and you got to stick with what works for you (laughs) I think we've each found our channels um would love to hear a little bit more about um the research you found in your book and how the creator economy has like really changed again since you've started on your own personal journey to like what you've seen during COVID and maybe what you see as the future yeah yeah lot of great questions packed in this one um I think first off how it's changed since I started creating content that's obviously been just an explosion in the number of creators I think eight to ten years ago there were far fewer creators and the concept of who a creator is wasn't as well defined either Um, I think the idea of a creator was very centralized to like youtubers um and even when I wrote my book, you can see on the like my back cover, I mentioned that there's 50 million creators globally. Now the updated stat is over 200 million. So like this number just keeps growing and um, it's as upside and downside. Upside is like, obviously it's, it's incredible to see more individuals creating content and educating or sharing their passions with this world. Um, but also it's like vastly saturating the content space. And now it's so hard to find like high quality content or the the type of content we are each seeking. And there's also been a, a diversification of platforms. Um, like I said, Tumblr's not a big thing anymore although the the, it's recent research has been a pleasant surprise we've seen the rise and fall of vine and musically the 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 astronomical rise of tiktok obviously with with, and your success on it um like youtube and instagram as mainstays even linkedin getting in as a creator platform or this um hyper growth in podcast the last five years so there's a lot more technology being built to serve consumers and fulfill their needs as a digital native or if like yeah i guess we are in this first generation of people who grew up as digital natives, as well as there's more tools to help creators grow their brands and businesses in general. And that is more getting into the rise of the creator economy the last few years. So that's a lot of change that's happening. And even like month to month, I'm sure you've seen year to year, so many little things are changing, um, whether it's on social media or within the startup world of the creator economy startups. So it's been a very exciting time to observe. And hopefully my book doesn't become outdated too soon. It's more trying to document the history and what's led us here. Yeah crazy time to be documenting. I only started my journey about a year ago, so I'm very new to creator economy. Right. And and yet so much has happened in the year, both for you and the creator space. Yeah. 
so we've been throwing around this like creator word. Can you help us and maybe share your definition of really what a creator is? Yeah. So my definition of a creator is any individual who consistently publishes digital content and has built up an online audience. So like those are the elements I see as key. And and by digital content, I mean this in a very broad sense. It can span video, like audio, like podcasts or images, text, uh, experiences or communities. I see a lot of like great community leaders who are creators that creating something very special like and so on I, I know a wonderful creator online who creates and sells notion templates like doesn't really fit in one of the categories I described but it's definitely a very creative endeavor and certainly a form of digital content and, and he's also making a lot of money from it so great for him as a creator amazing yes I bet those notion templates are pretty lucrative actually <laughs> we're all about those um what did I want to ask next? Oh, I don't want to give away your book, but could you share some of like your key findings, key learnings from your research? Yeah, what you absolutely. Uh, I My book's divided into three sections. I, I can describe like high level learnings from each section. The first section describes how creators are reshaping our society at broad in many layers from transforming the economy and what our future of work looks like to like shopping and commerce, like new trends in live shopping, um, creators as educators and how they have the ability to reshape our education as well as media and I, I'm sure this is something you think about a lot in in how media distribution and and format will change over time the second section uh, we move on from a high level society view to more at the individual level uh, we look into how the creator revolution has also granted us a new reality where as an individual you can create your own success where you can create or uh, control your own narrative and outcome. Um, and, and we see individuals leveraging content to build their own personal brands, becoming entrepreneurs, like building their businesses, amplifying representation in media and so on. Uh, and you and I, I think we've definitely seen this for ourselves as, as individual creators using our content to build our brands. So I think this will resonate a lot with aspiring creators. Or, or new creators. And the third section talks about challenges and opportunities, uh, challenges creators face like mental burnout, harassment, parasocial relationships, uh, et cetera, and how as a society, we must work towards addressing these issues together and ends on some potential opportunities or directions that can go for this space. Amazing. And this is more of like a business related question, but can you share like what goes into the process of everything from starting to write a book to publishing it to selling it, anything you can share on that front? Yeah, yeah. I think I took a pretty uh, unorthodox route to publishing this book, a more experimental and, and entrepreneurial approach to publishing this book because why not um so early on it was definitely a lot of research a lot of outreach to do interviews and piecing together the pieces of my puzzle in shaping what I wanted this book to look like and I actually I just remember coming up at last like the pieces clicking and coming up with the, the structure that I wanted for the book just in a shower one day um, and then I, I like 
put all this research together into writing an early manuscript, submitted it to uh, what was now my publisher, New Degree Press, and it got accepted. And my publisher has a cool model in that it's a hybrid publisher where it's like somewhere between self-publishing and like the traditional big publishers so that I still, I had a publishing team helping me with the process, but instead of them taking a substantial cut of my book sales I would pay upfront publisher costs to keep like all my rights and sales afterwards and to cover those publisher costs I crowdfunded that amount in an Indiegogo campaign which was really cool that was also a great way to get validation and feedback on my on my book a lot like launching an early MVP product to get um, get feedback and see how users liked it and so I continued editing and rewriting the manuscript after that, um, and also kept working with my publisher to actually publish and release the book, you know, um, like making edits together, like designing my book cover. And I'm very grateful to my, my crowdfunding community who helped me a lot in that process and, and giving me feedback on the book covers I was choosing or um, the structure and all that. Um, and so when it finally released, um, it was a lot of like promotion and I, I'm really bad at self-promoting. So I think I could have done a lot better of a job selling my book, um, but I'm really proud. It, it hit number one bestseller and number one new release in several categories on Amazon during its first couple of months. Um, had a lot of fun like speaking on, on podcasts it, like related to the creator economy, startups, writing, all of these kinds, like this amazing podcast, um, giving book talks, and partnering with some pretty cool opportunities. There is a, a boba truck in Philadelphia that sells copies of my book, and that that was like a very strange fever dream because I love my book and I love boba. I don't know how this happened. I'm very grateful. They're called Boba Face and I'm hoping to visit them at some point in the next month. Amazing. I was actually just in Philly for a wedding. So I wish I had stopped <laughs> by the boba shop, the boba truck to get my coffee. That's amazing. <laughs> and you're not giving yourself enough credit. You do an amazing job of um, branding and putting the book out there. Um, I'm so intrigued by this crowdfunding campaign. Can you share like anything more on like how many people was it like a pre-purchase for the book? Is that how you crowdfunded? And then can you share like how many people pre-bought it or and how much money you raised in that campaign? Yeah, yeah. It was a, a huge learning process for me. And, you know, I think anyone who has ever needed to crowdfund something is pretty terrifying of like, what if you don't meet your goal or what if it just stays there online with no interest? Um I'm very grateful. I think I had over maybe over 120 supporters um, to crowdfund over $7,500. And, and it was, I, I essentially thought of it as a pre-order campaign where they, they were, they would be the first people to receive copies of the book and, and not just any copies, but autographed copies with certain perks to it at different tiers. Like some people could order a bundle of books or like swag along with the book. They, and all my, um, all my pre-order campaign supporters got a shout out in the acknowledgements of my book. Very, very grateful to them. That's amazing. How did you market that campaign and how did you find those 120 supporters? Yeah, a lot of social media work, um, 
and I think it's really grateful to see like how the outreach snaked out into both my personal community and like my online community of people who has been following my my work uh, for quite a while. Um, can you share some of the most exciting creators or the most interesting conversations you had um, with creators while you were researching for the book and, you know, how you got in front of those creators to begin with? Yeah, I think my general life approach is to to always be pitching and selling, whether it's for a book or for your startup or for your brand to always be pitching because you never know who's listening or seeing you do it. And so you never know if someone can help you out in an unexpected way. And so I think at the start, I at the very start of coming up with this idea, I started pitching this idea also to hold myself accountable for finishing this book. Um, and through this inkling at the beginning, I started already meeting a lot of people who are in this space who were able to recommend me incredible creators to talk to. I also reached out to a lot of creators, investors, entrepreneurs, and experts just via cold emailing or cold DMing them, any means possible. And I tried to be just very genuine with what I hope to learn from them and what value I could offer them in exchange. And even though that sounds transactional, I really didn't want it to be purely transactional. I wanted, and in a lot of these relationships I've tried to and wanted to maintain over time. Um, and a lot of the creators also recommended other incredible ones too. So I, that's how I met Sandy Lynn, who I know was on your podcast pretty recently. Um, I, I met her, I think through Twitter, and had an incredible time interviewing her for this book and have kept up and caught up with her regularly over time too. I think one of my my favorite creator I talked to in the interview process is this teacher called Claudia James. And she, at the time, she's this 54-year-old middle school English teacher. And I just stumbled into her her content one day on TikTok where she was teaching an English lesson. And she had, like, between the first time I talked to her to the time my book came out to now, like, every time I check her TikTok, her, 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 her TikTok following has just gone up by yet another million. It's just truly incredible what she's doing and how much passion she has um, for teaching. And I think I was really blown away in talking to her because one, that's not really the demographic of a creator you typically think of when you think of who is a TikTok creator. But two, she didn't really see herself as a creator. She saw herself as an educator who just went from teaching her 22 student classroom to like tens of millions of people online. And I just, I was so inspired talking to her. So that, that, that was probably my favorite interaction from this book. Amazing. I don't think I've come across her account yet, but very fascinating. We'll have to go look her up after this. Um, I'm also curious. So it sounds like you've also done some work with startups and venture capital. Can you share a little bit more about your experience in those spaces and you know how that kind of plays into everything you're doing with your book and your knowledge and experience in the creator economy? Yeah, so I've worked at startups as an engineer and as a content writer before, worked on my own startup for a while, also actively invest for an early stage VC fund and as an angel investor. And I guess overall, these experiences have been really exciting ways for me to bridge my own interests and entrepreneurial intentions with my drive to learn as much as I can at the intersection of so many spaces and skills. So that has been 
a, a very long-winded and seemingly random journey but to me like nothing seems like a detour it's all just bridging together in my learning path um and it, it really ties in like the startup vc ecosystem really ties in with creators today because on one side we see creators starting their own companies because they have already built such a loyal audience and a robust community. So, so Sandy, who you talk to, is building her own startup Creo base. Um, we see a lot of creators starting their own product lines, and that, that is very exciting. And then on the other side, you also see creators as investors, and they're investing in the products and companies they believe in. Like, for example, um, Mr. B started his own VC fund, Night Ventures, and I want to shout out my friend and very much an inspiration, M. Herrera, who is a wonderful investor at night and like they are killing it in what kind of companies they are supporting. So I think we're only scratching the surface of how creators can be an active part of the startup ecosystem, whether it's in like marketing for startups or really bridging the gap between the, the enterprise and the consumer. So I'm excited to, to see how this plays out over 2023. Me too. Very, very excited. Um, I follow your friend on LinkedIn. She puts out amazing content and very curious to follow what her venture fund is up to. Yeah. Um, and then just to end, can you share a female creator who inspires you and a little bit about why? Yeah. A relevant inspiration who's top of mind right now is Quinta Brunson. Uh, and I've followed her journey as a creator for a long time from her comedy sketches on Instagram to her BuzzFeed videos on YouTube, then her original shows and the smaller series. And now I'm absolutely obsessed with Abbott Elementary. So anyone who doesn't know Quinta Brunson, she's the creator and also star of the ABC sitcom Abbott Elementary. I think they, they just won several Golden Globes this week. So super top of mind. Um, and I think her insane and incredible rise as someone rooted in a, the, as a creator it was very much a testament to a lot of lessons my book reflects on like charting your own path or you know as a black creator who wanted to tell black stories Hollywood wasn't super friendly to that and so she started creating her own and building up her following over time and she worked really hard to get to where she is and as a writer and comic myself Quinta has really inspired me on many levels of artistry and perseverance. So in short, I think that's that's a relevant inspiration and of recent. Yeah, she's amazing. I was watching the Golden Globes, the recap last night and so well-deserved all the, yeah. the awards. Yeah, I just watched the the new weekly episode right before this podcast. So. <laughs> it's such a fun, like heartwarming show. I really love it. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Um, oh, one last thing. Where can people find your book? Yes. Uh, so my book is out on wherever you can buy a book online on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Bookshop. Uh, you can find all these links at my website, katherinehyo.com slash creator. And you can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Substack for more. Um, amazing. And as always, I will definitely make sure to link all of those things in the details of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining. And it was really, really amazing to meet you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Future is Female podcast. If you're a fan of the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. See you next time.